This is Channel 253. Move to Tacoma. On this episode of Move to Tacoma. In, in talking about doing triage, uh, I, I can't stress this more strongly, the, the, these three words, ask for help. Yes. Thank right. you for saying this, Chris. Okay. Ask for help. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Practicing physical distance, not social. I'm Marguerite, and I want you to move to Tacoma. Move to Tacoma. Move to Tacoma. Move to Tacoma. You'll like it. Move to Tacoma. Move to Tacoma. Move to Tacoma. I'm Marguerite, and this is Move to Tacoma. And I am here today with my financial coach, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, Marguerite. So um, I hope Doug doesn't doesn't kill us, Doug the producer, because uh, we're doing this over Zoom, and Zoom is heavily burdened today with uh, everybody working from home. And so the connection is not as great as we'd like, but we're going to do our best because today we're going to talk about financial triage um, for business people, small business people, and regularly employed folks as we face like the economic wave that's coming at us. And Chris, I just really appreciate it. I know you're nervous and you're not like a podcast person. So I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm happy to be here and happy to serve. Thank you, Chris. So first of all, just a little background. You do not live in Tacoma. I do not. I'm on the East Coast outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> well, but you have lots of clients in Phil- uh, here in Tacoma and we appreciate you so much. So Chris, you're, we should just do a big disclaimer at the beginning. You're not like a financial planner, retirement specialist, right? What is it that you do? Okay. So I'm a financial coach and um, I, I don't deal with people's investments or insurance or all that, or all the products. I help people with uh, their connection to money and their planning. So like developing a spending plan or a budget and understanding um, how to get their choices with their money in alignment with their values. I often say when people say like, why do you have a financial coach that isn't like a planner, like a financial planner? And I'm like, this person works with me about my feelings about money and helping me make sure that the way I spend my money is in line with my values. Does that sound right? Am I advertising incorrectly? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, as a coach, we walk down two roads. So one road is very practical, the how-tos, and the other road is kind of like the looking inward and understanding yourself and how you make decisions around money and how to to do it in a way that's going to be most effective and make you happiest. Well, um, you and I had this appointment today on the books. Today is my, uh, my monthly meeting with you. And um, I asked if you would come on the podcast to talk about financial triage, which is something we've talked about before. We've been working together for six years. When I first came to you, my finances were a huge mess. My finances are now just a little bit of an untidy kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for not revealing the, the, the details. <laughs> but um, no, it- yeah, it, it's been great working with you. Um, uh, you you've you've helped me grow as well, and um, I, I love learning, and I, I love the fact that uh, you feel more confident, and you're, you know, in the way that you approach your financial decisions. Well, you know, 
we don't have to go into this all with everybody listening, but like, I'm so appreciative for you. I have so much more clarity around my money. Um, so what I want to offer to the people listening is the conversation you and I are about to have, which is one we've had before, but never under these situations, these conditions. So I'm self-employed. My income primarily comes from, um, people, uh, people who listen to this podcast, people who visit this website, um, reaching out to me, asking for an introduction to a realtor. Um, typically a few months later, uh, the deal will close and the realtor will pay me a 25% finder's fee. So that's where I get most of my income. Also, I, I make money, uh, training real estate agents in best practices. Um, I fly around the country working with different agents. And so basically like on Friday, I realized like, okay, my income is about to go away. Um, I'm not saying that real estate transactions won't happen, but I'm pretty sure the volume of real estate tra transactions is going to go way down and real estate agents budget for hiring me is going to go down. I don't know for sure, but basically like I lived through the 2008 recession and a day, a day came that I wasn't ready for where I didn't get paid for six months. So internally as a business owner, and I know a lot of business owners have just realized they've had to, you know, the governor has asked a lot of businesses to close. And they're realizing, like, I don't know when I'll be making money again. And so I figured, like, what I'm about to do is something that a lot of folks need to do. And maybe we could talk about that process. So I guess the first step is what, Chris? <laughs> uh, so the, the, uh, the first step is to breathe. Um, uh, when, when working with my clients, uh, it, you know, uh, talking about money is, uh, is usually stress-inducing to begin with, and so it's good to just uh, breathe and, you know, prepare and get yourself into a good place to have a conversation. Um, but then beyond that, I would say the first thing that we do is we, we get clear, okay? Um, and what, is, what does that mean? It means knowing what's coming in and what's what's going out. Um, most people uh, Most people have a general idea of that, but uh, you want to get really specific as far as the you know your income streams if, if you have more than one and um, how that compares to where things are flowing out. So you know how much you're spending on food, and how much you're spending on home-related items, and so forth. Um, we we spend a lot of time in the beginning in our of our process working on developing that system. Uh, everybody's system is going to be different. Whether you do it on paper or you do it in Excel or you use one of the many programs out there, and that's that's where we start by getting clear on where is every penny going. So for me, getting clear is like uh, finding out like what might be closing and what the income might be looking like. I, I I don't think there's any way to do that right now since we're just we're there's a lot of uncertainty. For folks listening at home, they might own a business that they might have just had to close, but they might have a partner who's still receiving a check. Some folks might be in a family where their employer has asked them to stay home and one employer is still paying them and the other employer is not. So just kind of looking at, okay, exactly how much income are we going to have coming in over the next 30, 60 days as best we can? Does that sound like a good place to start? Yeah. Um, so but once you have an idea of the income that you have coming in, um, then you want to start turning your attention to what we would call like a bare bones or an emergency budget. Mm -hmm. and, and I hate the word budget. You know, we, we use the, <laughs> we, we say spending plan. We like to have a plan for our spending. And the, the word budget evokes so many things for 
so many people. So, so let, we're going to call it a spending plan. Okay. Yeah. I love all of your like secret words for not stressing me out when you tell me to spend less money. So we're going to create a spending plan that is as in line with our new income as possible. What Correct. does that look like? How do we begin to do that? So the, the, the first step is to look at what your monthly bills are and your monthly necessities, okay? So uh, the bills are pretty self-explanatory, you know, your rent, your mortgage, mm-hmm. uh, utilities. Uh, we, we all have some bills that may be discretionary, like uh, subscriptions and things like that. Uh, you, you have to decide whether or not those things are a necessity. Uh, you know, I've got kids at home. We're not getting rid of our subscriptions because you know, they're going to want to watch stuff and Mm -hmm. that's how I'm going to be able to continue to work. So that's an important quote unquote necessity in my life, but that's something that everybody has to make a decision for themselves. So can you, can you, can you give me just some examples? Like what are some examples of like fixed bills? Um, And then what are some examples of discretionary spending? So a a fixed bill is, it's just that it's the things that we're paying every single month. So uh, we have things that are home-related, mortgage, utilities, phone, uh, garbage service, security service, things like that. And then we have other fixed bills that are like car insurance or life insurance or um, uh, you have a loan that's going to be a fixed bill that you're paying off like a school loan, right? And so, so you know, you want to see what, what is the total of all of those fixed expenses first, right? These, these are things that you, you pay every single month and, and you know what they are, all right? And then beyond that, you want to look at what are monthly necessities, mainly food, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we all need food to, to live. What is that going to look like in this new uh, situation that we're in? Um, uh, groceries, right? We're going to be spending so many dollars on groceries each and every month just to make sure that we make it through. Yeah. Uh, those, those are, there's other areas of food that are more discretionary. And so we, we want to limit first in this bare bones budget to what, what is it that I need to pay in order to survive? Okay. That's um, a great question. What do I need to pay in order to survive. Got it. And then <laughs> you're a man at home with uh, two children and you who are out of school. So Disney plus is, is still a necessity at this time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I put the quotes around necessity. Um, I mean, there, there are obviously levels of necessity, uh, but for our family sanity, the, I guess the, the six bucks a month that we're paying yeah. is, <laughs> is important. Okay. So, All right. And, so and that goes, that goes to another thing too, is when, when you're looking at necessities, I mean, there, there's not just the physical necessities, but you know, there's the, the health necessities. What, what do you need for, uh, like if, if you have regular prescriptions, mm. like that's got to be part of monthly necessities. Um, if you are, you know, uh, working with a counselor and I mean, these are, yeah. it, these are stressful times. So um, there, there are ways that you can look at those necessities.
order to cut all of these things out completely because you know we need we need to have support in these times that's a really good point um so i know that when i was in my most difficult financial time i still continued to see my therapist um i i think that for many of us like especially if our therapist isn't yet offering online options um to maybe I, I reached out <laughs> to my person and like, was like, would you like a lesson in how to use Zoom? <laughs> like, I want to make sure that she continues to offer uh, services. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I think I was certainly raised, and this is something that we've talked about a lot, you know, our, our childhood ideas around money. I was certainly raised that you pay your mortgage, no matter what, you pay your rent, no matter what, that is the thing you always pay. And then you make your debt obligations and then what's left over is for you. It's very Catholic. And uh, after experiencing the 2008 recession, I feel very differently. Um, obviously, I need to keep a roof over my head and um, rent is my priority, although I am watching and noticing, you know, as cities, uh, you know, start to talk about solutions for people who are at home. I'm not in a position where I can't pay the rent, but many people listening might be, and that might not be as open and shut as it would have been in the past. Um, second of all, I think that what you said about prescriptions and mental health and um, what you need to pay in order to survive being the priority is really important because it's it's scary not to pay you know your car payment you know or an you know or your school loan. But I think if you're having to make the decision between your prescription and your school loan, like I mean, we're, neither of us are offering financial advice, but I think what we're trying to do is talk about how do we prioritize. What do you think about what I just said? So, um, so yeah, so you have to once once you get clear on like where the money is going, um, and in, you know your different categories of life, then you you got to put everything on the table and go through it category by category, item by item, and say how how important is this relative to the next thing on the list. And you bump up to the top of the list everything that are absolutes, have-tos, and you bump to the bottom of the list things that are, I really want this. It would be nice to have, but mm -hmm. uh, but you know what? I'm 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 going to be okay. And and we're look, we're going to be able to experience some uh, some blessings along the way. I, I was speaking with a client. And uh, the idea of being able to just kind of look out the window and, you know, uh, watch a, a, an eagle's nest being built. I mean, that's that's just amazing. And, but that's uh, because they're they're working from home and it's really cool. So, like, there's, there are going to be some cool things amidst all of the chaos. I am I am sure that that is true. I, I I've definitely um, it's it's been like a weird dichotomy to be both like very worried about money and also like worried about my health and also like look around and see that it's very sunny here and it's very nice out. Like it's confusing, especially since as we're recording this call on Tuesday, um, the 17th of March and you know, our hospitals aren't full yet. So we should probably mention that for anybody who might be listening at a later date when the situation is different, like everything feels like a, a cautionary measure right now, it, it probably won't very soon. 
the one thing I, I guess the, the, the point that I want to make is that we we have habits of the way we think life should go. And that's, you know, we're kind of programmed in, in a American way of life, an American way of thinking about this is what we should be spending money on or shouldn't be spending on. And now we, we have to kind of look out of the box and things that were habits or things that were expe- expectations, things that we may have disappointments about, that doesn't mean that we can't find uh, alternatives that that allow us to find um, some peace and joy as, as we go through this. Yeah, we just have to get point. creative. So, you know, I, you and I, you know, occasionally tussle about uh, what, what I consider to be uh, priorities or what I consider to be essentials. And you have, you know, lovingly and delicately suggested many times that I maybe consider constraining my spending. And I'm not always amenable to that. And I got to tell you, Chris, today, March 17th, I feel so motivated to cut spending. And <laughs> I want to ask you about some of the things I've been thinking about. Like, um, so I've been mostly spending, as you know, on my new airline card to earn points. And so I've been charging it up every month, spending almost everything on there and then paying it off in full. And it's got a big balance right now that it's time to pay off. And that's a little scary, but I'm, I think that's the thing I'm going to do. And then I think the thing I'm going to do as soon as I pay off my balance is cancel the card and have them reissue it to me Um, because I just, I'm not even quite sure, like we track everything in a spreadsheet, but like, I'm not exactly quite sure how many subscriptions I have at this point to various softwares and websites and services for my business. And right now, unless you tell me it sounds really insane, I think I'd just like to zero everything out and have to actually log in and put in a new credit card for any monthly commitment I have. Like, I just want to, I just want to be at a baseline of like, what am I doing? Is that nuts? Um, so, uh, that's, that, that's a, a little drastic and, uh, I'm, I'm all up for, you know, making big sweeping moves if, mm-hmm. if a client's ready for that. Um, but it, it, if I think we can do that, we can we can look to see you know pretty easily because we we've been kind of tracking your money, and so we can see specifically. Let's let's take a look at these line by lines, and then go through and say, okay, well, what what does this represent? Do we need it or don't we need it? And then move on to the next thing. And rather than kind of cutting everything off and starting over. I mean, we, we've already developed a system that is working. Um, we just have to, you know, work it with even more intention that we than we already are doing. So for folks out there, yes. So I have a lot of clarity, and I still feel this impulse. You're saying it's not necessarily bad that I do this, although it might might be it might not be entirely necessary. It might make me feel better, but it might not be necessary. So I'm hearing that, and we can discuss that offline. Um, <laughs> And people who are listening who have no idea where their money is going right now, because a lot of times when you have a check coming every two weeks and you're just living your American life and you're spending and you're doing your things, you don't always notice. And now, like, is that is that would that be a drastic thing for someone listening to do? Well, I I think what what people need to do is like everybody, uh, most people have uh, online access to their banks. Yes. And so you can go through and you can go through your history very quickly. and actually see where everything was spent, mm-hmm. all right? And 
a, a lot of the items that you're going to see line by line, you're going to know exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. And then there are going to be things that are going to be less clear. Typically, things like, you know, when, when you go spend at a, at a big box store or you spend online, like in an Amazon, um, that we, we tend to buy lots of different things at those places. And so that, that line in your account is just going to give you a number. It's not going to break it down like, you know, I went to Target and I bought mm-hmm. soap and clothes and, and a video, right? So, so there's going to be less clarity there. But apart from those things, t- take a look at your last month's worth of spending and start to actually see, oh, wait, I've, I've got this subscription. Oh, wait, I have something here. I thought I canceled that like six months ago, but it's still showing up. Let, let's let's deal with that. And so you, you start to lay out a plan of people to call, right? And the, it's, okay, all of these things that I don't need, that this subscription or this monthly payment that I'm making that I'm not getting a lot of use out of, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going to call them up and I'm going to either do one of two things. I'm either going to cancel it or I'm going to see if I can suspend it or I'm going to see if I can alter the terms of of the payment or, you know, and, and uh, in, in talking about doing triage, uh, I, I can't stress this more strongly, the, the, these three words, ask for help. Yes. Thank right? you for saying this, Chris. Okay. Ask for help. Hi, this is Nate Bowling, host of the Channel 253 podcast, Nerd Farmer, and proud Alaska Airlines MVP. You know I love Alaska Airlines, but it's not just me. Recently, Condé Nast Traveler named Alaska the best U.S. airline, and this is the second year in a row. So for the last two years, a travel magazine, folks who should know, have given top marks to Alaska Airlines. What do you think put Alaska over the top? In-flight messaging or movies on your phone on select flights? The outstanding customer service? The stellar mileage program where you actually get rewarded for the miles you fly, not just dollars you spend? My vote? The signature fruit and cheese platter and the Northwest craft beers. For your next trip, don't even visit the travel sites. Just skip them and go to alaskaair.com and make your flight with the best U.S. airline. Thank you, Alaska, for your sponsorship of Channel 253, and congratulations. Ask for help. What does that look like? What are some examples? Okay. So um, you can, you know, call up, if, if you have loans, call them up. Get ahead of it. Don't don't wait to go, you know, have, you know, a creditor knocking on your door. You call them up. You say, this is my situation. What can I do? Right. Mm-hmm. What what do you recommend? Um, they're they're going to be there are already programs or they're going to be programs coming down the line. Right. That may allow for, you know, some changes in like payment structures, perhaps. Okay, and and I'm not speaking specifically, but because I don't, I can't say definitively what those are going to look like, because we're we're still getting information on that. But any anybody who you are going to pay money to, you can call up and say, "Listen, here's my situation. You know what what can I do?" Because I I think most people are are going to want to try to be helpful in this situation, but you're not going to get help if you don't ask for help. Um, oh, that's such a good so, line. I'm writing that down. You're not going to get help if you don't ask for help. 
Right. And then and then we have to broaden that beyond it. Not it's not just the people that we owe money to, but, we, you know, we're brought up in, in, in our culture. You know, we are brought up with this notion of, you know, we, we all need to be self-reliant. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, is that it's OK to, you know, let your friends, let your family, let the people that you trust know that you need help. Okay. It's, it's okay to do that. Um, rather than trying to take it all onto your shoulders and trying to figure it out all on your own and, you know, living in like a, a financially isolated way so that, you know, we usually, when we ask for help, most people tend to say, I would love to help, but they just didn't know. And by the time they do know, usually we're in a more dire situation. And so it's okay. That's such good advice, Chris. So what that brought up for me was in 2008, like I just moved to Tacoma like the year, year before. And, um, you know, I was a real estate agent and, you know, wanting to look successful and the market just cratered and it cratered for real estate agents before everybody else. And so I didn't want anyone to know that I was struggling financially. I didn't want other agents to know. I definitely didn't want my clients to know. I know a lot of business owners are probably in a position where they think, you know, especially if you provide services that like looking successful is part of what makes people want to work with you. And I think what's, and then, you know, and that year, like I didn't make money for six months and then eventually the entire economy kind of caught up and everybody was in the same boat. But for a while it was just, the, you know, a few professions were really feeling it. And I think this time what's going to be so different is we are all struggling at the same time. Like even if you have money, you're going to be struggling with your health or you could potentially be struggling with your health or someone in your family could be struggling with their health. So everyone is in the same boat and we need to extend a lot of grace to each other. So I'm thinking about when I'm doing my triage, like I want to make sure that I'm paying like the people that I pay as contractors to help me with my work. They're a priority for me and the work they do is a priority for me. And, you know, I'm trying to figure out like, you know, businesses in my community, like, you know, if I have any discretionary spending at all, I shouldn't be spending it on Amazon. I should be trying to get it into the pockets of the other business owners in, that are my neighbors, you know, to try to help keep it in our community. What do, you, what do you think about that as far as like stigma? I guess I asked you two questions at once, sort of like the stigma around being, you know, finance, a little like going into a financially precarious place and then also prioritizing your spending based on helping your neighbors stay out of a financially precarious place? Um, well, let me start with the second one first. Um, I, I, I completely agree with you as, as far as uh, if you're going to uh, prioritize your discretionary spending and you feel that you are in a secure enough place to have discretionary spending, mm-hmm. then I, I agree that the spending, it, how, do you, how do you prioritize uh, spend on a you know on a personal level like the people that you have personal connections with the people that you see are going to be personally affected by that um and you know the the, the mom and pop stores the people that know you by name uh that those I, I would start there i completely agree with that um and you know we we can let the, the 
corporations work mm-hmm. to, to take care of themselves right now. Um, so it's why I agree with that. And so as far as the stigma, that that's a tough question um, because it it would be great if we could just major, make a, you know, wave of the magic wand and everybody stops judging everybody else. But <laughs> Yeah, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> you know, uh, and in when, when I work with clients, you know, that's the whole point of creating a space that, is, you know, to the best of our abilities, it, it we create a, a judgment-free zone, which is kind of a respite from the rest of the world uh, because the world judges. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that is we have to be able to be okay with, you know what, if, if somebody's going to judge me, that's, that's on them. And I have to stay focused on doing what's right for me and my family. Mm -hmm. And if somebody else judges, then, you know, that, that's not, that's something that's not really within our control. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. So I, I would, I would, still make those decisions to, you know, you, you, when you're asking for help, you, you know, you start with the inner circle and, you know, you work your way out. Um, and, you know, and, and working with those, those companies that, that you may owe money to, you know, same thing. You have to like, just you have to be, you have to be open. Uh, you don't, you don't necessarily have to be, com, com, you know, share your entire history life story with everybody that you meet on the street. Um, but, but I think we're going to have to be a little bit more open in these times and let other people, you know, not, not so worry about, uh, not worry about so much the, the judgment coming from other people. And, and my hope is that since we're all in the same boat, that uh, you used a word earlier that I love, um, that, that we all have a lot of grace for each other. Um, because we're all going through it. So before we wrap this up, is there anything that I haven't asked you about? I mean, I know we're going to have our, our actual nitty gritty conversation after this podcast is over. Um, but is there anything I haven't asked about that you would give as advice? I know, like, first of all, you're in Philly. Second of all, like, or you're in Pennsylvania, you're, you have a full wait list. Like you, you are not taking new clients at this time. So you are not able to one-on-one help anybody. So if you could just give a couple of pieces of advice in closing to folks listening who are very worried about their money right now, what would you say? Um, I, I would say, you know, it, that's a great question. Uh, it, as far as other things, the, the, the basics are each, each day, you know, go through your practices that make you, you. Okay. Um, so like, uh, on, the, on the East Coast, we have a place uh, called Wawa. It's where I get my coffee. Um, and even though I'm temporarily not going to Wawa to get my coffee, I'm still getting my coffee every morning because it makes me me. So engage in those practices that make you you um, so that you can take on your day. Um, I, I think you should basically, you know, you have a list and, and it, it's it's getting your getting your ducks in a row, right? Lining things up. Okay, today, this is the thing that I need to do to move me closer to financial clarity, closer to taking care of something that's that's weighing on me. 
Um, but, you know, just set a list and day by day, just take care of it one by one. Um, but do it, uh, you know, just, just take it one step at a time. And, and that's, that's what we've been doing in our household. It's like, okay, what, what haven't we gotten covered? What's still out there that, you know, we may feel vulnerable in and is, is there anything I can do about it? Right. And that, that's the biggest question you have to ask yourself, is this, is there anything I can do? Right. And if there's nothing you can do about it, then perhaps it's something that you have to put to the side on the worry pile and, and let it go. If there is something you, you can do, or perhaps you can talk to someone and say and ask that question, hey, you know, I'm not sure what to do here. What, what do you think? Um, then then get that answer and then work towards doing those things. That's, that's very good advice, Chris. Again, uh, it's March 17th uh, on Tuesday, and we're just getting started with all of this. Um, I think the number one thing that I would like to say as a key takeaway is going to work right now is, you know, if you're not healthy or if you are, yeah, Chris, like you have a, I'm not going to like spill your, spill your tea here, but like you have a, a compromised situation. You're not over 60, but you're staying home. And I think a lot of business people are scared to make that call. But I think like you can't, um, if you don't make it through, if you're not well, you can't uh, fix your finances. So priority one is to stay healthy and keep other people healthy it's by staying home. I've been home for five days. I'm perfectly healthy uh, as far as I know. Um, but like the first thing we have to do is make it through this with our well-being. And then the second thing is to figure, figure out how we're going to take care of everything else. That sounds great. Thank you for coming on. I know you were super nervous and I really appreciate your willingness to be on a podcast with me, Chris. <laughs> yeah, well, th- thank you for inviting me and uh, uh, I'm happy to be here. Want to learn more about life in Tacoma? Visit movetotacoma.com. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Move to Tacoma as part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, We Art Tacoma, Flounder's B-Team, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.